0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday, March 13th. We are here live. We are going to open the phone lines. If you want to jump in, it is a free for all today. Anything goes. The number to join us eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. 855 950 3835 phones are open. I don't have a lot. We are still on the road today. I wasn't really totally planning for a show on the road today. We had all of our equipment. I didn't know if we'd make it back yet or not. We got close. We are in Oregon. Uh, we're in one of our favorite RV parks. Many of you, uh, if you run up and down I-5, The uh, the really nice truck stop there in southern Oregon, Seven Feathers, great truck stop. There's a rest area here. The truck stop has huge parking, and then there's a really nice RV park. All of it's paid for obviously by the casino, Uh, but the RV park is just gorgeous. And we are way back in the woods, and it's quiet. It was a great night sleeping last night. It's raining. It's been raining this whole trip, it seems like, but. uh, We'll do the show today. We are only doing an hour, so if you want to jump in, I would do it right now. This is going to go pretty quick once the calls start coming in, 855-950-3835. We're only doing an hour today just because we've got to get back on the road. We've got to get home. We've got a lot going on this week, and we are going to try... And uh, take off for a week of vacation now at some point, but we'll more than likely we will do a live show every day that week. We'll see, or we'll pre-record. So it will all be new content. But we need a break after this week. It's been a uh, it's been a good trip, but it was kind of hectic. Uh, the drive down, we we started off the trip behind, so that we stopped at the same. RV park truck stop on the way down, on the way heading down to uh, LA for the conference last week. And when we got up the next morning to get ready to leave, the passes had closed. They had a storm up there and an accident, I think. So we kind of hung out. We thought we weren't going to get through till the next morning. And then in the afternoon, it cleared up and we thought maybe we should give it a shot. So we did and we got through the passes and got down to LA in the traffic and it was just a it's a really big show. So as far as trade shows go, it's very similar in size to the Louisville Truck Show, which is coming up, but we won't be there this year. First time in 30 some years for me. Um it's about the same size, same number of vendors, same number of people that show up and Imagine that big of a show in Anaheim, right by Disney, like right across the street from Disney, with all the LA traffic and the Disney traffic. It was uh, it was kind of a difficult show. In fact, parking was I don't know how far it was away, a couple miles at Angel Stadium. And then you had to take a shuttle which took forever to get over to the show so we started doing a lift instead but even that was tough with the traffic and then it was just a really really big show spread out over multiple buildings so a lot of walking a lot of sampling a lot of uh, a lot of plant-based everything that was enough to kind of make me crazy so this was a it's the largest natural food show in the country whatever natural food is supposed to mean. It somewhat sort of tries to be healthy, but there was a lot of garbage. Uh, But some of our vendors were there. There was some good stuff. We found some really interesting new products, some new foods, new items, uh, some things I'm excited about. We'll be talking about those more later. Uh, But it uh, it was worth it. It was just it was tiring. Um, we were, well, we were probably only 20 miles away from the show. We rented a house and uh, Brittany and Angie came with us. where There was four of us down there. We were probably 20 miles away, but it was usually an hour to get in with the traffic, then the whole shuttle thing. So, And then the opposite at night, you had to get back over to the shuttle lot or the car lot and then drive home and dinners and it was uh was a little hectic. And then we just took off what day is today? Today's Monday. We took off Saturday. We took off Saturday, but we didn't get far. Uh, we that Saturday was hectic too. We had to get up and uh I took Brittany and Angie to the airport and Lisa did all the moving out. And then we uh just getting out of LA seems like that took a day. So we once we got past uh north of Grapevine there. We just pulled over and slept most of the rest of that day and that night. So we got up yesterday morning and did almost 700 miles because we were just north of Grapevine and we're here in Southern Oregon. So yesterday was a pretty big day and it rained a lot. So uh, I'm tired. That's what I'm trying to explain. If I sound tired today, and if I'm not thinking straight, I have a reason. So somebody should probably call uh, because I don't have a whole lot. 855-950-3835. I am kind of excited that the um, technology uh, technology's working. Um, let me check messages to make sure. Uh-oh, i got some sound issues going on. we will try to figure that out. Maybe my mic's a little hot. Hold on. Well, uh, yeah, we're technology's uh, kind of interesting. It reminds me a little bit of when we first went on the road with the show. That was a long time ago, uh, except now everything is smaller. The equipment is smaller. The vehicle's certainly smaller. We are in the sprinter, so we're actually doing the show. This is really the first time we've ever done it from inside the sprinter. That's how small we have the equipment now. So I've got my laptop on my lap, my headset on my head, and one other little piece of equipment. And that's everything it takes to do the show. Now that and uh, at least a decent phone signal, which it seems like we've got. All right. So I was thinking back then how complicated that was, that whole setup when we uh, first figured out that we would be able to do the show from the road. I had been working on the equipment and the technology for about six months. And we were on our way to the CMC. We were living in Florida and we were on our way to the CMC and we stopped in Tennessee. I could do the show from a like a hotel room. We did it all that week at the CMC but I had to know that I had a good, stable internet connection. And that last piece of how I was going to be able to do it on the road, actually, I, that was another dream. I had a dream, and I woke up in the middle of the night and ran out in the living room. We were in a cabin in Tennessee and started working on the idea and the equipment. And as soon as I figured out we could do it, I remember I called David Counts from Fleet Air Filter because he's also a big RV repair shop. And I said, I need an RV. And we bought an RV on the phone without ever seeing it. Then we bought all the equipment. Then we had to get it all hooked up. And back then, I mean, that's how much the, uh, the technologies changed. Back then, we spent about 15000 on a satellite setup. And that was our, actually, that was our primary connection for the show. But that was about all you could do on that connection was get the show up. And it was pretty slow. Then we did everything else on cell signals. So we had all three uh, cell services, AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint. We had a device that combined all of those, and then we could even combine in the satellite with that as well. And I had been working with Sirius on the idea of taking the show on the road. And they told us if you can get the technology working, and test it and prove to us that it works, then you can do it. So we started the testing, and it took a while. We a couple changes, new equipment, trying different things, and then we got it, and it worked. And we proved to them that it worked, and they said, "Yep, you're right, it works." But you can only go on the week nights because back then we had just one hour. At midnight during the week, and we had the long show on the weekends, the three hour shows on Saturday and Sunday. And they said, We trust the technology, but only for the hour show. Not sure how that makes any sense, but they said I would have to do the weekend shows from my studio at home. And I said, Yeah, okay. Uh, We had already spent obviously, we spent a lot of money. We bought an RV and all the equipment and all the time testing and We've, we uh, we had to come up with a plan B, so we did. We put a bunch more equipment in our studio at home, and Sirius would connect to that studio every night, and we went out on the road, didn't really tell them, and then we would connect back to all the extra equipment we bought, and I had written automation software so everything connected and we did the show from the road and they never knew it although all they would have had to have done was just listen to the show and they would have known it because we were talking about it just about every night we talk about where we were but clearly nobody in management at the time was listening Uh, i'm wondering if anybody's listening to the show right now because i have absolutely no calls so Uh, Aaron, are we on the live stream? Is everything working? Hello? Can you hear me now? Jump in and join me. It is a free for all. 855 950 3835. Anything goes. We're only here for an hour. So jump in. Once the calls start coming in, it'll go quick. So jump in and join us. We are still on the road. We're in Southern Oregon. If any of you have been to, Seven Feathers truck stop there. What, uh, Canyonville? uh, Yeah, we're in Canyonville. Um, We're parked in the back of the RV park. Don't try to get back here with your truck. That would be a really bad idea. But uh, it was a great place to park. This is kind of our, when we head south uh, out of the house, this is our first stop usually for the first night and the last. It's only, we're probably four hours from home here. But it's a, when you're heading out, it's a nice stop to kind of stop early for the day, make sure all the RV stuff is kind of working before we get too far away. Um, and then on the way back, last night, I probably could have pushed and made it home. But like I said, we already had a 700 mile day. Typically, if we were going go to go to Southern California, it's two good days and you're down there. Uh, we've been doing one easy one. Really hard, and then another easy. Kind of did it the same way. On the way down there, we um, Lisa just reminded me we found another great stop. What uh, what town is that near? I don't know. She's <laughs> uh, we were somewhere in California yesterday. I can't remember. I mean, we were in the Central Valley somewhere uh, on I five, but the Harris Ranch. There's a it's a restaurant and a hotel or an inn. They've got a uh, big barbecue operation there, so they've got an express, kind of like a barbecue fast food. Man, is that an awesome stop. We had That would be a great overnight stop, but we stopped and got lunch and got out and walked around. I actually bought two bonsai trees at that exit, too. Um, The barbecue was fantastic. So if you run up and down I-5, I'm sure you're familiar with that place. Nobody's ever told me about it, though. Um, all right. I'm beginning to wonder, Aaron's telling me the, uh, that we are live, but I have zero phone calls. Did we, did you, uh, just get out of the habit of calling last week? It's a free for all. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a top, a top, oh, they're telling me to refresh the page. Maybe that's what's going on. There we go. Holy cow. All right. We have uh, we have about a zillion phone calls. That's kind of funny. So uh, all my technology was working. I just have to remember to press all the right buttons. So I should probably get to all these calls since we don't have a whole lot of time today. Uh, we're going to get started in Florida. Tony, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Kevin. How are you today?
0: I'm doing wonderful. What's on your mind?
1: Okay. Uh I tried to get in a couple of weeks ago before my niece had her gallbladder ripped out. Uh, not that she would have listened to me anyway, but just from my knowledge, uh, she said that she had a, a 1.5 centimeter gallstone, and then she had a bunch of other gallstones in the surgeon, which I've heard you say that's their job is to do surgery, uh, recommended surgery. Uh, and I don't, I didn't know enough about it at the time to try to convince her to hold on to it. Right. Can you give me some? information
0: on that?
1: The, the, I mean, I'm sure there is there situations where the gallbladder has to come out. Yeah, there is. Uh, there and, is, and it, it's, okay.
0: it's when it gets to the point where one of the, it usually happens when one of those stones tries to get out of the gallbladder and gets lodged. And then it usually causes an infection. And once infection okay. sets in, you you do have to be very careful. It can kill you. So there are times where it it becomes emergency surgery and it has to be done. So we hope we get to people before that happens. So one of the ways to know, if you're in that situation, you're not going home. You're going under the knife. I mean, they're not going to say, you know, this is, it has to happen, but we're going to schedule it. If it's an emergency, they're getting you in and they're putting you under the knife. If they can schedule it, it's usually there's time to work on it.
1: Okay. Uh, now this is my own health. Uh, the VA has diagnosed me, you know, 20 years ago with things like a gazillion medical problems, and I'm wanting to become do a little more natural. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to try to find a functional medicine doctor. I know I have a chiropractor, and I've I've heard you say that chiropractors are functional medicine, but I don't know if that's all chiropractors or just ones that had special training for that. Uh, I guess I need to know the steps I need to take to see what I need, the priorities, what I should take care of and and, in what order. Uh, So what would be my first step? The NutriQ.
0: Uh, yes. Or, so let's go back to the doctors or the functional medicine. Chiropractors are all trained in a more natural approach to health. It, every chiropractic college looks more at supplements, not drugs, but they're not functionally trained the way we talk about functional doctors today, where functional doctors are. The real premise is that the body can heal itself, that if you, you have to give the body the proper nutrition, but if you do, it can heal itself right down to the point where now we're learning that even our cavities can heal themselves. And we never we've never known that or been taught that. So it, you will find functionally trained chiropractors that would know all of that. So whether somebody's an MD, um, a naturopath, a chiropractor, a nutritionist, a dentist, you really want to look at their functional training. So all of those titles could be trained in functional medicine or nutrition, but that doesn't mean they all are, not by any stretch. And even if they are, they're just like any other profession. There's some good ones and some bad ones. Uh, but that's kind of the way to look at the the title. Functional is a naturopath functional that sometimes, uh, but not always. Uh, and the same with chiropractors or uh, nutritionists. So, as far as that goes, that's you can start with you know looking for a certain title. Then you want to look at their functional training and, and do they really believe that it's all about nutrition. That's really what the functional world believes. So we would, you could start with the nutriq. You could start with um, just deciding what diet you're going to attempt with this, because it really keto. does come down to the diet. So you okay? So you yeah. Wanna I've do, already
1: lost. I, I went on keto. Uh, started listening to you when you started talking about keto. I guess what four or five years ago.
0: Okay. Excellent.
1: Uh. And I lost, I lost like ninety pounds within the first year. Oh, fantastic! And, and I'll, Right now, I'm not even doing Tito now. Not even really doing a diet at all. I just took your advice and eat when I'm hungry and not eat just because it tastes good. Yeah. And to date, I am actually one hundred ninety pounds uh, from my heaviest.
0: Oh, fantastic! That congratulations. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Yes, then you are definitely at the point where your next step would be the NutriQ uh, and then a discovery call. And Lauren will look at.
1: Now is that with Lauren?
0: Yeah, Lauren will look at that. And what she'll do is she'll pick your top priority, like what's the number one okay. uh, issue we see in the NutriQ. And she'll create a 30 day plan to fixed that priority whatever it happens to be and all of that is free if after that 30 days you still have other things you want to approach then we could do the one-on-ones
1: okay a uh, couple of tax questions you talk about vacations and she'll pay in your children yes it is uh, as far as paying your children i pay her anyway but she helps out with some filing and bookkeeping she turned yeah. 12 uh well actually she'll, she'll turn 13 this year excellent uh How much, is there a limit on how much you can pay them to where they don't have any tax uh, liabilities?
0: There is, and it's one of those things that the, the limit changes every year. So really, it's going to be the combination of her personal deduction and her standard deduction. Those two mean we could zero out any income she has. Above that, then it does start to become taxable. So that limit changes every year. So I don't try to memorize it. And
1: so they it, don't matter as far as their age.
0: No, no, it's it would be the same whether they're seven or seventy. Um, those okay. It it matters whether they're married, but in this case, obviously, since we're talking about paying children, they're always going to be single as far as a tax status. Um,
1: now, with cash work? Check? Yeah, yeah check or, cash
0: I mean, yeah. or check works. You do, it, remember, it's the IRS. So we always want paperwork. We always want right. some sort of a paper trail. So one of the things I did, I want to go back. Um, the other reason I, I don't like to give out a hard number is if she has any other type of income. Like maybe she has um, I-bonds or she, yeah, she, sometimes kids have social security income. Sometimes they have a paper route. Sometimes they're working at 13 Uh, or they could certainly be working another job at 16 and we can still be paying them. All of those things change the limits.
1: I guess get in touch with your tax preparer and, exactly. and get a more detailed right. Okay, right. Uh, I caught the tail end. You you've been doing a series, I think, with Travis.
0: Yes. Yeah. many series and on I caught taxes. the tail
1: end. Yeah, I caught the I caught the tail end of your very last one, and I think you said that you could go in somewhere and listen to all of them.
0: Yes. If you uh, you must not have the app. Do you have our app to listen on?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So all I have,
1: I have, I have your, I have your, uh, healthy tribe, uh, trucking tribe. I have all that stuff.
0: Okay. But I, uh, I need to know if you have the, if if you the, the audio road to, app to, to listen to the show.
1: Now, is that what I'm listening to now?
0: I, I, I have let's
1: truck, which is uh, fuel gauges. And then I've downloaded another one. Where okay. I get emails, then, there, uh, text messages every day.
0: Okay. Then you must have the new one. Do you sign in? To that app?
1: No. no. Okay. I just, uh,
0: so that's the difference. No. You can use the app as a guest, and at some point that will stop somewhat too because we are moving to a paid model at some point. Uh, but right okay. now you can use the app as a guest, but you can also sign in, and when you sign in, you get new features like you can save shows, you can bookmark shows and you'll see the mini-series that are there.
1: All right, I'll study, the, I'll study the app when I get shut down, see if I can figure it out. Now, is that something you can't listen, cannot listen to uh, through the, your website? Where it says listen, but I never really yeah. got in there to see what I'm listening to.
0: That is usually whatever is playing at the moment. So if we're live, okay. then you would hear a live show. When we're not live, yeah, loops recorded shows.
1: Okay. All right. Well I appreciate your time, Kevin.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh boy, I, I've got all kinds of calls. I've got to get to them now. Let's go to Michigan. Corlin, welcome to the program.
2: Hi. Um I have a quick question, um long saga as to why I had to fire our account, but I did just finish putting two thousand twenty-two into the profit gauges what do you feel about trying to DIY the rest of my taxes with a turbo tax type program? Um, uh, we're one truck leased to a carrier.
0: I'm, I'm actually in favor of it. I, I, I you know, I did it. Thank when I, you. Yeah, I, I did it when I was a young owner operator because I, you know, took all of my stuff to one tax preparer and I was very confused. And then, uh, you know, my owner-operator buddies said, oh, no, my tax guy's the greatest. You should have him look at it. And he, they told me something exactly. else. Exactly. I was more confused. And then finally, I thought, why don't I just try to figure out how to do this myself? Uh, and I did. And honestly, that's how I started a tax and accounting company. And it's why I have accounting software that I wrote. But I was all self-taught. I mean, I, I never really took any major accounting class. I would take a, you know, an H&R block tax class here or there. And I'd, you know, take whatever I could find online. But I, I built an entire accounting company and I taught myself how to do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of it.
2: Thank you. Um, Any suggestions as to who? I mean, is there a good one or not so good program that it, you know of?
0: TurboTax is hard to beat, really. I And I started using and honestly, TurboTax was a big help in how I learned how to do taxes. And now it's so much better. I mean, the, the documentation and the step-by-step and the tutorials are excellent now. Uh, but back then, and I, I'm going all the way back to, I can remember doing tax returns in 1989 uh, and using TurboTax. So we're going back a long, long way. And then when I was doing, you know, hundreds or actually thousands of tax returns every year, I used the professional version of TurboTax. It was made by the same company into it. Uh, it was just their their high end professional version. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of doing it yourself, and I'm a big fan of TurboTax.
2: Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I just found Let's Truck, and I am so impressed. It just gets all of the nonsense of QuickBooks out of there, <laughs> yeah, and it just right. tells me what I need to know to do my taxes for my trucking business.
0: Uh, Coralyn, let me tell you the yeah. the other half of that story going way back to the early 90s. I originally started uh, using QuickIn, um, mm-hmm. which was, again, the same company into it wrote QuickIn, right. which was kind of Back then, it was right. a way to balance your checkbook was... Because we're talking early right. days of computers. And then they actually came out with QuickBooks. I had the very first version of QuickBooks and started started doing my trucks with it. And there were two problems. One, it was too, there was too much. I didn't need all of that. I didn't need accounts receivable and accounts payable and all that other stuff that was exactly. in there. And... I couldn't do cost per mile. And that's what I wanted to do because it was a truck. That's the best way to track your numbers. So I immediately started writing spreadsheets so that I could take the data out of QuickBooks and put it into a spreadsheet so I could see it the way I wanted to see it. and I could see cost per mile. Those spreadsheets are eventually what became the program profit gauges.
2: It's amazing. I wish I had, we're getting close to retirement. I wish I had found this 10 years ago because it makes it so simple. Two days. I posted all of 2022. (laughs) That I
0: tell people that all the time. And now I'm ready
2: to do my taxes. I
0: I tell people you can do it in a, in a weekend. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did. Excellent. You know, it's amazing. So thank you very much. I will hit TurboTax and get this done.
0: Congratulations. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. (laughs) Let's go to Idaho this time. Stephen, welcome to the program. Let me try that again. There you go. (laughs) Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind today?
3: Oh, I just, aerodynamics is one of my questions. All right. So I have um, a 386 Peterbilt truck with a packed car, uh, and, and I pull dry van. Okay. Now I put a nose cone on my trailer with the sideburns, and that's made a big, big improvement to fuel economy.
0: Now, when you say and nose, put, um, when you say nose cone, who's the manufacturer? Is it nose cone nose itself? Cone. Okay, got it.
3: Yeah, nose All cone right. itself, out of California. Yep. Um, and then I got, I put an in my operation. Some of the docks I back into are steep enough I can't put skirts. Okay, It'll tear them off. Right. So, I found an Eco Stinger, and that's something that's pretty big over in the east, and it's starting to move over here. I found me an Eco Stinger, and I put that on, and I'm just wondering... So, my truck, it, it, it I didn't have the big um, flaring up top, and when I purchased it, I put on what they call the Well Tail, that little triangle flipper tail. Oh, hill. yeah. And, and so, am I causing more damage by leaving that on in
0: front yes. of the nose cone?
3: Yes. So pull that off and it let the nose cone do its job.
0: Yeah, so this is actually a, a good kind of a learning moment and, and I'm looking at the Eco Stinger right now. Um, the Eco Stinger is kind of what we would refer to as an under underbelly, under tray yep. kind of device. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a fan of these. I I think these, along with some well-designed skirts that we really don't have on the market yet, they're still, I, I think this is a good technology. This is the first I've seen of this one. Uh, and aerodynamics can get pretty tricky, but this one looks like uh, a pretty interesting design. I'm going to do a little more research on that. I have the
3: first I have the first generation which more of a shaped instead of the rounded
0: yeah okay yeah so, i'm gonna I'll, I'll do a little research on that that looks interesting so the whale tail is a really good kind of example of what we think we know about aerodynamics but we really don't understand it a lot of times so when we look at that device the whale tail if you're standing there looking at it you go oh yeah of course that would work you know, instead of running right smack into the front of the trailer, we're going to shoot it up over the trailer, right? Yeah. That's the last thing we want to do. The The goal of aerodynamic design, whether it's a rocket ship or a, an airplane, a truck, a boat, there it would be um, aqua or uh, whatever the term is in the water, hydra. Yeah.
3: Hydrodynamics.
0: Yeah, hydrodynamics. It, it, it's all the the same. The goal is to keep the air against the surface of the vehicle. When the air breaks away from that surface, is when you get turbulence, which causes drag. So, if you think about the design of a whale tail as compared to the design of the factory fairing, and clearly on the factory fairing, they've designed that to work. So, The whale tail starts correct. It starts to move the air up, but then it stops. So it is making the air break away from the vehicle, what we don't want to happen. The fairing, on the other hand, starts to move it up and then curves the other way so it follows the trailer. You see what I'm trying to describe there? Yeah. And okay, if, you, yeah. if you look at all aerodynamics, you'll see that that's what it's doing. It's, it's not trying to block air or really redirect air. It, it's trying to keep that air against the surface. Yeah. So, yeah, the whale tail that is illusion. hurting. Yeah, the whale tail's hurting more than anything. You either, you either want okay. nothing up there, and then your nose cone really helps a lot when you have no fairings at all. The nose cone is a big help. Um, or you want to get full factory fairings.
3: Um, yeah, those are a little bit hard to come by.
0: They can be, and, and it's by. it's fairly expensive. I mean, it, it's usually going to run, even if you do it used, by the time you get them, get them installed, get all the brackets and the supports that you've got to put inside the sleeper, it's usually... Uh, two to three thousand dollar job
3: well it, yeah and then then it, you've got to paint the match
0: correct yeah that's what i mean it, it and
3: that's a couple that's a couple more thousand
0: yep yeah so, so it it can get pretty had, expensive now it it can be worth it i've seen that alone at a half mile per gallon so a half mile per gallon at today's fuel price you pay for that job in less than a year
3: i I got the nose cone last summer and right before the fall and right before our, I had it put on in September. And so I got to see what it would do in October. And then then the start of November, we started into the um, winterized fuel. Right. And I put on the tires I run in the winter that are a higher traction because I'm up in really heavy snow up in Montana. Right. And so right before, yeah, I was up in the seven. Up in the mid seven. Yeah, the the, fuel mileage, just putting
0: the nose cone on. The nose cone is awesome. And I tell people all the time when you have your own trailer and you don't have full factory fairings, even if you do, I still like the nose cone whether you have all the fairings or not. But if you don't have those fairings, the nose cone is a lifesaver. It works fantastic.
3: So I don't have the flaring down below on my tank. Would it be good to try to? Close in all the gaps the best I can. Yeah. He, uh, like uh, underneath the cab. and
0: uh, You know, if, if it's not designed right, um, there are people that... It gets hurt. It, it can. Aerodynamics can get a little tricky. You know, Steve Crone is our uh, crash test dummy. Steve creates all of his own aerodynamics, all the way up to Steve built an awesome version of a trailer tail. I mean, that's how... Steve gets into some serious uh, fabrication. He covers the entire underside of his trailers, so it's smooth. I've under- seen that. Yeah. So uh, he, there are people that have done some pretty incredible stuff with their own aerodynamics, and like everything else, I encourage it. But you got to know what you're doing, and it is possible to uh, make things worse at times. Yeah. Now, if, if, um, if I had a truck that I were going to keep, so the, if you go from open tanks to full fairings on the tanks themselves, so we're not talking anything beyond the fuel tank in the back or beyond yeah. kind of the sleeper, but if you do the full tanks, it's about three tenths. Three tenths today, you know, in a year is going to save you $3,000 just about. That's just about what it costs to do them if you can get a good deal on them in a junkyard. But then again, are you going to have to paint them? Um, How much? So they're all worth it, but you're usually looking at a year to 18 months on break even by the time you get them all installed and painted.
3: Yeah. All
0: right. We're going to move along. I want to make sure I get to all the calls here before we've got to wrap this up today. Uh, we're going to go to Illinois. Charlie, welcome to the program.
4: Yes, good morning, Kevin.
0: Good morning. What's on your mind today?
4: Uh, yeah, I uh, wanted to get your take on the, uh, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank scandal going on and how that's going to affect us. Uh, You know, I hear. uh, Let me start there. Sure. And then I'll get your opinion.
0: Yeah. So I thought
4: about opening
0: with this this morning. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really think about it as much as I wanted to. Uh, Being at a conference last week was hectic, being on the road. Uh, There's just a lot going on. And right now, we're at the point where anything anybody says is just speculation we're still too early it it's not a good sign i'll say that it's not unexpected we we've been saying for several years now the crash is coming um i've also said several times the longer that crash takes to get here the worse it's going to be and and we're starting to see it this is the beginning. Um, You know, I kind of compare this to 2008. The the banks were the first things that crashed in 2008. I I remember waking up in the morning and hearing about um, Lehman Brothers and a couple others and all the bank problems. And and that was the beginning of the end in 2008. This one actually, uh, I'm thinking this would have been the early 80s, the savings and loan crash that happened in the early 80s. This actually looks more like that. Um, The last crash of the banks was almost all mortgages. This is just a lot of bad investments. This is also, it's impossible not to get political anymore because everything's politicized. Have you followed at all this whole I I got to try to get my alphabet soup correct here. Uh D E I D E I diversity equity and inclusion. That's one set of initials. And then ESG which is environmental social gov- governance I think. Hey have you heard or followed Either one of those two sets of initials? Uh, no, I haven't. No. So I, I don't know where this stuff comes from. What I mean by that is I'm pretty darn active in the news. I'm active in politics. This is what I do for a living. I do this stuff all day, every day. I read headlines, I interpret things, I comment on things. And yet somehow, the first time I hear about these things, they're already full blown they're not concepts they're they're in place. I don't know how that happens, so this is similar to what happened with c r t in schools uh critical race theory all these terms and initials that somehow existed, and we didn't know what was going on so These banks and a lot of big corporations, have you heard the term woke?
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. The
0: the term woke kind of encompasses all of that alphabet soup, like CRT and ESG and DEI. All of that is part of what is referred to as being woke. Um, And it has to do with equity. And when I first heard this term, it confused the hell out of me, but this is how they do it. They, they they, hijack the language and language and words are powerful. So to me, equity was something you had in a house or a business. It, it was a, a built up value that you had in something. That was what the term equity means. Well, all of a sudden, uh, the these corporations everybody's talking about equity what they mean by that how old are you 59 oh you're the same age as i am so when when we grew up you know if we go back to the 60s 70s when you and i were growing up we heard the term equality a lot right Correct, Mm -hmm. And I'm actually in favor of equality. That makes total sense to me. With with the theory of equality, we are all equal as human beings, no matter what color you are, no matter what country you happen to be born in or raised in, no matter what religion you happen to practice, no matter who you decide to sleep with. None of those things matter. We are all just human beings. That's equality. Doesn't that seem logical? Doesn't that just make sense?
4: <laughs> Definitely. Right. So what that's <laughs>
0: that's what we were striving for. Did we ever get there? No, and I doubt that we ever no. will. Uh, human nature. We are just very territorial. We're superstitious. We're uh, we have religious beliefs that get in the way. So I don't think we'll ever get there, but we were working towards it and we had made huge improvements. What equity means, they don't want to say this all out loud, but they do sometimes. What equity means is because equality didn't work completely, we're going to move to equity, meaning there are oppressors and the oppressed. And and basically, white people are the oppressors and everybody non-white are the oppressed. Now the oppressors need to be punished so that we can give more back to the oppressed and that will make everything better. That's what equity is. It's not about being equal anymore. It's about forcing equal results. There's a big difference between we're all equal in that everybody has the same opportunities. That's what equality was all about. Equity is making sure everybody has the same outcome. There will be no millionaires. You won't own anything and you'll like it. That that's the push now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
4: <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I, it was odd. I stayed away from all that political nonsense for a while, and then it was all of a sudden the bank scandal. And I had called you before about pulling all our money out of the bank. We talked before. you so, saved our asses so, on you saved our asses on buying a truck when we were going to do it, and it wasn't the right time. And uh, good. So, and I know good. that you follow things like you do, so you would have a good opinion. You know, when I start to see on the news people lined up. Trying to get their money out of the bank, and the bank says, "Well, you can't get it till Monday." And I'm thinking, so, "Well, why can't you open it on the weekend?" So and, a couple, uh, and then you hear that clown Janet Yellen talking about, "Well, we're going to negotiate to see how we can cover our $250,000 guarantee when there's no money to cover it." You so know? so it's like, now what do I do?
0: So hold on a second. There's so much I want to get out here, and there was like three different <laughs> thoughts I had while you were just talking. to me. <laughs> Let me get them in my head so I don't forget them for a second. I want to talk about the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar limit. I thought there was something else in there. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I I do want to go back. So remind me to come back to the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar limit. But to finish the idea of this, this equity, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. Diversity is what is totally. I'd love to drop an F-bomb right now, but I won't. Um, Diversity is what is totally screwing up our government right now. When, When you hire people and the only criteria is what they look like, that is a huge problem. We stopped doing that in the 60s or 70s because we realized what a bad idea it was, and now we're doing it again. We hire people because they look a certain way. They're a certain color, they're a certain sex, they're a certain sexual orientation. What, why is our, our transportation system in this country such a mess? Because we hired a guy only because of who he sleeps with, not because of, and l- I don't care who he sleeps with. I, but what I do care about are his qualifications. Hire him because uh-huh. he's qualified, and I don't care who he sleeps with. But if you hire him because of who he sleeps with, and he's incompetent, uh-huh. then who he sleeps with becomes an issue, and it shouldn't be an issue. But right. we look at our government. We have we have people in in very very high places in our government who uh, they only were hired because they're. Trans or, or whatever the issue of the month happens to be. And it's total incompetence right now. Well, the same thing is, is what happened at this bank. This bank operated under all of those alphabet soup kind of garbage. They made investments in companies based on this, these social, um, these equity type ideas this ideology, and it's failing in business. Here's another great example. Do you realize that Disney in Florida, for 45 years or however long they've been there, they they controlled 44 acres of land like it was their own country. They got to write their own laws. They had their own police force. They had their own taxing structure. Imagine that. I mean, why did, first off, why did we give one company some kind of an advantage like that? It was kind of ridiculous. They've been benefiting from that for all those years. Well, they got a little woke here recently and decided to start fighting back against, you know, DeSantis and and the Florida government about all these woke issues. And DeSantis just pulled that privilege. That's gone. If I were a Disney shareholder, I would be so pissed. First off, they should have never had it, but once they had it, the only reason they lost it is because they stuck their neck out with all of this woke ideas. Have you seen, um, while we're on the woke, uh, have you seen uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? No. So you're, you're going to see him or hear him very soon if you haven't heard of him yet. He just announced last week he's running for president. I don't know if he has a snowball's chance in hell of, of making it. He might. He, he, he may surprise oh, I, a lot of people. I think
4: I, I think I saw him on a Fox interview this morning. You probably yeah, did. I, he was running, and that first thing I thought is, who's this guy?
0: Oh, yeah, you're going to hear <laughs> a lot about this guy. But if you want to listen to a good book today, and if you want to get caught up on how all of this works, Um, Vivek Ramaswamy wrote a book called Woke Inc. And he explains all of this. Okay.
5: All
0: right. Uh, And that will also get you very up to speed quickly on uh, one of the presidential candidates.
4: Yeah, because, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned about all that, I think in, in a sense... Let's, back go back the, the back it, back
0: Let's go back to the yeah. bank. Let's go back to the bank. So here, here is how we may see a run on banks, especially smaller banks and mid-sized banks. We may see yeah. some other bankruptcies within the banking industry. Here is how you protect yourself. Now, I, Janet Yellen either misspoke or you misunderstood her. There is money in the FDIC to cover this plenty of money. The FDIC is the Federal Depositors Insurance Corporation. Banks have to pay into the FDIC for all the money they have on hand, and that money is an insurance policy to cover the deposits they have in their bank. Every bank has to do that. As long as it's an FDIC bank, you need to know that. There is plenty of money in that. The problem is that is $250,000 per account. I there is at least one company that I'm aware of right now that had $3 billion at that bank. Their insurance only covers them for 250,000.
4: Why? They They
0: had (laughs) had $3 billion. So what Janet Yellen is talking about, and we all need to stand up and scream and say not no, but hell no. What she's talking about is using our taxpayer money to start bailing out the bank and these businesses above and beyond the insurance. Hell no. The insurance is in place. It's paid for. The money's there. If you ran your business and you didn't understand how to protect yourself from this, too bad. That's, that's a free market. And I'm sorry. And right. if you were an individual investor and you didn't understand how to protect yourself against this, too bad. You should not take our money to bail anybody out.
4: Yeah, that that's was another thing because I heard that as well. Where Now the taxpayers are going to be responsible for the differences. Yeah, bullshit.
0: That's what they did in 08, remember? <laughs> too, too big to fail. Too big to fail my ass. You let them fail. Yeah. That's what a free market is. People fail. Businesses fail. But that's, that's how people learn. It's how businesses learn, and it's how we all get better.
4: Right. Yeah, so... So so my measly uh, amount in the bank is okay, in my little small-town bank of 300 people.
0: Yeah, and here's the way you protect yourself. First, you have to make sure you do have an FDIC-insured account. Then each account is good for $250,000 of insurance, not each person. So here's how a married couple can do a lot with this. You first, if you're a married couple, you first open a joint savings account and you put $250,000 in it. If somebody who has a lot of cash that they're trying to protect. Then you open an individual account for each person. They can put 250000 in each. Now we've got $750,000 protected. We, if we have a business, we can put 250000 in a business savings. So there are ways to protect more. You just have to know what the rules are, know how much money you need to protect, and then make sure it's protected. Um, I, I, I need to move some cash around. Now, retirement accounts, investment accounts may have different rules, and you have to understand what kind of protection you have in those accounts.
4: Don't you worry about them just changing the rules, though, like they
0: always do? Somewhat. Somewhat I do. But at (laughs) some point, at some point, um, I've said that I've been moving money out of the market for years now. And we've been sitting on cash. And I've been recommending that for how long? I'm pretty sure I started talking about it in 2017. Yeah. So... Listening. One of the challenges now is where where do I put a lot of cash? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I don't mean just me. Where does anybody put in it in a time like this? I don't want it in the stock market. I don't want it in the real estate market yet. Um, I certainly don't want it in the bond market right now. So if I <laughs> if it's going to be in cash, you know, do I bury it in the backyard? You know, what do you do with it?
4: Well, I think of what you used to say, bullets and beans. Yeah, that's what I keep. Thinking. Well, that's well, no doubt,
0: no doubt. Uh, hopefully, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm uh, up to date on all of that. So we'll see.
4: <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good, Kevin. I appreciate it. All right, good talking to you. you know,
0: let's go to Nevada this time. Ron, welcome to the program. Ooh, let me hit the right button. Uh, I'm Great also, today, uh, I'm going to let everybody know that's on hold. I said we were going to, uh, quit at, after an hour, I am going to finish up the calls we have on hold, but I just shut off the phone line. So, uh, if you're on hold, I am going to get to you. So be patient. We'll be there in a uh, couple of minutes. Ron, go ahead.
5: Yeah. Um, uh,
6: I called in because you're wondering if, uh, anybody was listening. So they, and I said, well, uh, I'll i'll talk to him uh you have the greatest history in radio of of anybody currently that i know of because of the way you came into it over satellite radio and it's it's going to be huge and okay i'm i'm almost done reading that book uh the end of the world is just the beginning
0: isn't that crazy and
6: uh (laughs) <laughs> but but what, I, what I'm getting out of it, okay, is America is going to make it because we have energy and we have food, okay? We have a government that is uh, beating us with a monkey wrench to <laughs> screw all that up. <laughs> but, hey... Kevin, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Not, I, I, I'll tell you something you already know. You're gonna find a way around it, just like I'm gonna find my way yeah. around it. Yep. And and yep. you're gonna be on the radio because I'll tell you one of the basic ways around this mess is to live out on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's...
6: And and it's going to. And and when you're talking about how you were, you are broadcasting from your place up there, uh, uh, seven feathers. I've been there so many times, you know, they they got that huge rest area up there, but, but, um, it's going to change where RVers and truckers are all living out on the road and we're getting shit done.
5: (laughs) I know. I love it.
6: When you're out on the road, you can you can do stuff just like you're talking about about DRT. You know, you never heard of it, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of like what living out on the road is going to be like. All the all the healthy, happy people that know what the fuck is happening are going to be living in an RV. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you, you <laughs> or know, or a
6: truck, yeah. and, and all the guys making money are going to be driving trucks.
0: Yeah, you, you know me. I always, I, I have plan B, plan C, plan D. Uh, we, we may run out of letters in the alphabet before I run out of ideas. So
5: uh,
6: hey, that's why that's I, I was also the guy I told you about, Wayne Allen Root, because uh, he, he's playing a critical part in all this. And, and I, I just happened to see him since I talked to you and I also emailed him and told him about you. And I, he said, he said, yeah, my producer's going to call him. And I said, so, he said, what, what's he into? And I said, he knows he truck, the trucking business inside and out, but he didn't, but you, you'll you know what to do when you get so, contacted. Did he contact you?
0: So I, I, Followed him on Twitter, so I get announcements every time he tweets and I see what's going on, and I sent him an email explaining, you know, that you turned me on to a show and was listening and just kind of give gave him a, a rundown, but I haven't heard back from him yet, but I did reach out to him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
6: I, he doesn't realize, or, or you know, he, he never heard of you, and he, so he doesn't know, but like where... where okay, you've been talking about food and energy on the radio for, for a long time. Yeah. And I was, you know, and you know, even like going back to when, when uh, the whole show was about fuel mileage and where's my sweet spot. That's <laughs> about energy.
5: Yeah. That's yeah, right. about energy. That's right. What
6: you, you were talking about energy that, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, he he wants to talk to you, and and um, it'll happen. It'll happen.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah it'll be Good fun. to talk to you. I'm gonna get going. And let you get the other clothes, Okay. All right. Good stuff, Ron. Thanks for the call. Okay. Let's go to Florida this time. Raymond, welcome to the program.
5: Good morning, Kevin.
0: What's on your mind today?
5: Uh, blow blows. You know the the plastic wheel covers. Yes. The flow below thing is a flash. I've more to that system like an undercarriage thing. Uh, they don't work. Uh, they might give you another half a tenth of fuel mileage, but they heat your brakes and tires up.
0: So here are the numbers I have, on I have, I, have, on I, have, I, have, I
5: Listen, listen, listen to me. Will you listen to <laughs> me a minute? I'm listening. I have concrete evidence. I, I, I have an easy tire thing here. It gives you your tire temperature at all times. Okay? They heat up your brakes and tire because they block the airflow through your wheel. Yes, they do. So I took mine off and I'm not going to put them back on. Okay. There you
0: go. Okay. So here are the numbers. And the only way we were able to get these numbers is because Schneider did such a massive test of this. I bet it's been 10 years ago now. It's been a while. Uh, They did a huge multi-year, thousands of trucks. They kept really, really good data. And basically what they came up with is a quarter of a percent per wheel covered. So if we look at, you could potentially cover a 5, 10 positions, so You could potentially pick up a couple of tenths. It was about two tenths if you covered all the wheels on a tractor and trailer both. That's what it took to get that two tenths. Two tenths is just under the threshold we can measure when we're trying to test with a couple of trucks. So you're right. We could test every set of wheel covers on the market. We could test them over and over and over. We would never be able to prove that they were working. But we know that they work.
5: Here is my test on me, okay? I, I, I have this easy tire thing. It's the best piece of technology in this truck, period. It's already saved one tire for me. It has. It really has. I had a flat, but of course it went off. There's no way that you're going to know about an inside tire being flat until it's too late.
0: No, I'm... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big believer in... Uh, okay, that's, that's good.
5: Yeah. That's a great bit thing. What it did for me, I was coming over the hill there right now, and actually my brakes didn't feel right. They felt like they were spongy a little bit. I thought, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, I get on the interstate then. I was coming over. It's a long downgrade. It's broken, but it's not a mile downgrade to where you stop at or left or. I get on here and all of a sudden I've got 170 something degree tire pressure.
0: Oh, boy. Well, what's going <laughs> on? I get, out, I, get, I,
5: get out, I get out twice now. I get out twice and check the tire to make sure that, you know, I can't figure out what's going on. Right. The only thing that I can figure out is coming over that hill, them damn plastic easy pull things cause my brakes and tires. They're not going back on my
0: truck. I, I, I guess it's there possible. Go. There you go. Um... I believe in personal it's experience. And if, it's a fact. Well, it. Can't, can't,
5: can't. It's
0: not Raymond, possible. It's a fact. I don't we, tell a fucking line. Well, we don't know. It may be a fact in your case, Raymond, but I can also say there are an awful lot of trucks that have done a million plus miles with wheel covers and they don't have issues. Do they get warmer? Well, I, bet, I will, I bet, I I will bet, agree. I they get warmer, but not. How much your brake work? How much your brake work?
5: And your tire work because oh, you're running hotter tires and brakes. Well, you're costing yourself more in tires you, and you, brakes, and you're getting fuel mileage. You
0: don't know that Raymond.
5: Yes, you are. You, you
0: don't know that.
5: I do too. No, you don't. I do because because I know in my heart. No, it's the same with the guy
0: down here. We're going gonna do. Hey, uh, so where you go? All right, there you go. There you go, where, man. Wherever you There's go, you a fact. wherever Have you go, a good there day, you go, sir. I love you, baby. Bye. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. All right, Raymond. Good stuff. Let's go to Minnesota. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin.
5: Um just wondering if, on your opinion on index universal life insurance policies.
0: It's, it's, no, no, no. Run the other way. There is only okay. one. I'll make this really simple. Because remember earlier I said they are um, they, um, political opponents, whoever they are. They like to control language, right? We changed what the mm-hmm. word equity means, right? We, we ch- we're trying to change right. what the word woman means, aren't we? Isn't that like the ultimate form of control? When you can start yeah. telling people this is what this word means or when you start changing that is the ultimate form of control so this is something the insurance industry has known for a long time once people found out that i i have to try to remember what the first policy like this was i believe it was just plain whole life so they right. they started selling whole life insurance policies and people after years, not everybody, obviously, there are still people that buy whole life policies. But a long, long time ago, we figured out this is a bad idea. Insurance is one thing. Investing is something completely different. It'd be, why, why don't we buy mutual funds through our dentist? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we invest money with our dentist? And people would look at me and go, well, that's stupid. Your dentist doesn't know anything about investing. Why would I invest through my insurance company? They're there for insurance. What the hell does that have to do with investments? Mm-hmm. But somehow they convinced us that, that there's, there's some reason we should buy these two things together when we should never buy these two things together. So, so then they changed the name. Oh, Let's not call it whole life anymore because people know that that's a bad thing. We'll call it universal life. Oh, no, they, they, they're starting to catch on to that. Let's call it universal whole life. Let's call it variable universal life. Let's call it, what, what's this one now you're calling? Index. Um, index uh, universal
5: take, life. it. It, from what I understand, it takes and invests the money in the index
0: oh, mutual see, funds. Right. So, see, they take one good thing, and you've heard me praise index mutual funds up one side and down yep. the other for years, right? So and, mm-hmm. and they know that good investment advisors and financial planners, good, you know, not the ones that are just in it for the money, have been recommending index mutual funds for years. So what do they do? They piggyback on that. Oh, let's put index mutual funds into our garbage life insurance investments and then everybody will think they're better. That it's not the investment that's the problem. It's never been the investment that's the problem. It's the fact that we shouldn't be investing as part of our life insurance. They're two different things and The insurance companies will kill you with fees. That's the problem. So yeah, I could say the index mutual funds are fine, but the structure of universal life, the fees will absolutely kill you. And I could show you where, so here's how I'll simplify this because I don't know what name they're going to come up with next month or next week or tomorrow. So, if I say whole life sucks, universal life sucks, variable universal life sucks, uh, index universal life sucks, well, tomorrow they'll come up with some new name. So, here's how I can help people with life insurance. If you need life insurance, which we have to determine that first, not everybody needs it. If you need life insurance, the only life insurance you should get is term. That's it. Just buy a term life policy for as many years as you think you're going to need it and then at some point you can just drop it completely term life is the only life insurance anybody should have everything else has some sort of investment attached and it's a it's just a mess they're horrible programs
5: okay that answers that question
0: there you go now Do you, do you, are you sure you need life insurance?
5: Uh, yeah.
0: Let me help everybody else then. This is another way that they used language to get more money out of us. They call it life insurance. Can anybody insure my life? No, you can't insure it. You can't tell me I'm not going to die. So it's not really life insurance. It should be called income replacement insurance. That's the point of it. Right. And it's the only reason we should have it. If every, Each individual just needs to look around and say, is there somebody else on this planet that depends on my income? And if there isn't, then you don't need life insurance. This isn't, this, in my opinion, life insurance should never be treated like a lottery. We shouldn't pay in year after year after year and then be happy because somebody died and we got a bunch of money. That's really, but if you depend on somebody's income, the children depend on their parents' income, uh, a working spouse should have insurance on their income for the non-working spouse who might be home with the kids. Uh, Anybody who, if you have somebody else who depends on your income, then you would buy income replacement insurance, which we misnamed life insurance. So a lot of people who have it don't need it. The one that makes me absolutely insane, Gerber sells life insurance for babies. Yeah. Uh, What a scam. What a total scam. And it's just because we don't educate people on money. Insurance is just another part of money and we don't understand how it's supposed to work. Anything else, John? No, I don't think so. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. We are off to Texas. Fred, you get the final word today.
3: Hey, Kevin.
7: Good afternoon or morning. Yeah. Where where to start? Um, So I'm actually going through a course right now to learn about the left. (laughs) <laughs> and basically, critical theory, no, really, really, okay. it's, a, it's a course given by Hillsdale College. Um, it's a lecture, and you take tests, and there's a final test, and they grade you on it. But um, basically, this started in 1960, and they called themselves the New Left, and they were pushing back, actually, on liberals, on the liberal, on the liberal left. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, and, they, and they used, hey, and they hey used Fred, the—, the, the Fred, Go ahead. I, yes, sir.
0: I, I, I'd give anything to find a classic liberal these days. Right,
7: exactly, exactly. And their, their, their thesis was both sides end up in the same place, so they both have to be destroyed, right and left, right and liberals, uh, conservative and liberals. Wow. Um, How- yeah, so that was that. And I'm, so I'm learning the professor's names, and I'll, I'll get it down. I, only, I just started over the weekend. Um, but... Go ahead. I, I guess it doesn't
0: really matter now, or maybe it does. I don't know. How did they pull it off all this time? And, and it's like we were asleep.
7: Well, no, they, what they did was, uh, it, you know, this is this is where the 60s radicals came out with the Vietnam War. And now all of these those kids are now in, in places of power. Um, what, what this critical race theory and this equity, diversion, and, and inclusion and all this stuff came out, it was, it, was, it was field tested in the big liberal cities like New York City. And I'll tell you how this happened. They used it under the guise of, of uh, affirmative action. So my family uh, are mostly police officers and firemen in New York City. And what they did... Under, under the guise of, of uh, affirmative action, they lowered the requirements to become a jo- to get on the job, and they did this with women as well. Uh, a fireman used to have to be able to carry a 200-pound dummy up a ladder, up, up a flight of stairs and up a ladder. Right. Um, and down a ladder. And they, they did away with those because how many 110-pound women can do that? None. You know, a very, very, very few. Right. Right. Um, when you when you became a police officer in the 60s and 70s, you had to be able to press overhead 80 pounds. They you, did away with that.
0: You, you know what makes me a little crazy now? I I love I don't know why I'm so fascinated by shows like On Patrol Live and Cops. And um, I guess I just right. like watching Idiot's. Um, get caught being idiots or something I don't know but it makes me a little crazy when I see obese police officers
7: right right that's just right. wrong so yeah so anyway yeah that's the whole that's, this is this is the 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 whole thing about about uh rewarding mediocrity but uh so This whole, this whole thing started in the big cities and then moved to the very rural areas and weren't discussed with parents. That's why you see all these people getting uproared because they're teaching their kids how to hate one another. And, and, and again, color of, you know, what you look like You know, they they did this because they didn't have enough minorities on these particular city agencies and then federal agencies. And all of this stems back and they used it under the under the whole rule. And that's why I love Vivek Ramaswamy, because he wants to do away with with affirmative action. Everyone should everyone should everyone should be treated on their on their merit, on, on their on their academic merit, their physical merit. And you know what? You can't put. You can't put a fat guy like me in the NFL and survive. But you know what? There's plenty of guys, there's plenty of guys that, 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 that can survive, that train all their lives and strive for that, to be an NFL star, right. basketball star, baseball star. That's why, that's why, you know, the everything, everyone has a trophy. All of this stems from this whole premise back yeah. then. And it just, it, just, it just snowballed very slow. And every time they get pushed back, they slow it down and then they go back in and that's what the whole these these radical presidents starting with you know, the Clintons and now and now Obama and now Biden you know and go, again it,
0: i just thought about ahead. something go back to the very beginning of covid first couple of months when i was just starting to talk about it and one of the comments i made over and over and over in the beginning was events like this Will accelerate trends, so trends yep. that were happening will will become accelerated. So I I was focused more on things like Instacart, you know, DoorDash, all the home delivery model, working at home, Zoom calls, you know, all the things that technology had been moving us towards. Kids being schooled at home. All of those things six. that we had kind of been moving slowly towards for the last couple of decades, all of a sudden just took off. And I, I remember saying that over and over that this COVID, this, this disaster, this pandemic, or whatever you want to call it, is going to accelerate all of those trends. And not all of them are good.
3: Hey,
7: I, I, I filled up already. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm oh. sorry, Kevin. I'm just trying to pay for fuel. Oh, there you I, paid for, I got fuel already. I just got to pay for fuel. Yeah. Sorry about that, Kevin.
0: But put her on the radio. I'll straighten um, but, her out.
7: <laughs> but listen, um, getting to the banking thing, I, yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. But I'll tell you what happened here, and just to enhance of what you were saying, as far as these the bad investments, what happened was the Fed, starting starting in the in the uh, with the banking crisis, they they kept rates artificially at zero or close to zero, so these big, these banks with all their deposits, they had to do something. So they went into these treasuries, and now with the inflation oh, running yeah. sky high, no, you're right. they're That's losing absolutely. money. That's absolutely a money. part of this. And, and what people fail to understand is the, the, regu- the, rules, the rules on these banks, if you have a dollar deposited in there, they can loan that dollar 10 times the amount of yeah. that dollar they have in deposits. So they're already hedging what little money you have in there times right. 10 right so if you so, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in in assets in that bank, they're allowed to leverage that hundred thousand dollars for a million dollar loan and that works
0: fine on the way up and and right. while we're at the top and it is what will put banks out of business on the way down, and we're already starting to see it and on top of all right. that on top of and you know, I'm not necessarily against all of that. I'm for less regulation. And I realize with less regulation, you'll have more failures in business. I get that. I'm willing to strike that balance. Uh, But on top of all that, the looser regulations, the, the real problem, in my opinion, is this whole woke ideology. And, and we are seeing it yep. fail almost as soon as it's implemented. I mean, they, these companies really, it's only been a year or two that they really started pushing hard on this stuff. And we're already seeing big failures. I mean, I, I think right. Who who whoever made the decision at Disney to keep pushing back against a, a stupid interpretation of a law that that. Again, the language they in Florida, they they made that out to be the don't say gay bill, which had nothing whatsoever to do with what the bill was. And Disney pushed and pushed and pushed. And DeSantis said, hey, wait a minute. Why do we let you run your own little uh, country here within our state? Uh, And he took that away. Right. Right.
7: And, and this is see this is this goes back to the quote unquote religion of ideology that everyone has learned and subscribed to since the 60s till present day, and it's just it's just enhanced, enhanced, enhanced. If you're not involved in your children's schooling, which a lot of us are just trying to juggle all the balls in the air and hope we don't drop one. Two fat two parents working, and and that's you know it's just the society of what, where we're at. We if we don't keep a handle on exactly what our kids are learning and making sure that they are getting values that you subscribe to, whatever that is in your household, you're going to lose your kids to this woke ideology. Yeah, and that's, that was a big thing for me. I mean, my wife was a stay-at-home mom, and I, you know, I mean, it, it going and um, we had values, our values portrayed in our kids right you know and 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 we made sure that our kids were held responsible for their actions and that's why they're functioning in society exactly and have views and have views that mimic ours now they're adults they can they 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 make their own choices they do their own thing they they may not subscribe 100 percent to what i think but they're they're out of the house now they can do anything they want
0: correct yeah
7: You know, so uh, this is, you know, but this is the this is the whole dynamic that's happened throughout the decades where they they, you know, when when my when I was a child, one income supported a family structure very easily. Yes. And over the course of the years, over the course of the years, that has gone away for the most part. You know, we, we all hear the stories of the tech giants. They don't have their kids don't have cell phones and iPads and Internet. And they go to school that has books and not iPads for homework and they get homework. Well, there's a reason for that, because they know what they're doing to our children. Yeah, absolutely. They know what, what that Internet does to our children. So nope. th- these are all, you know, you may think that this is a conspiracy. This is just normal. This is what happens. But it's, it's a very, it, it is a sort of culture war. It, they, they really phrase it right, you know. I think Bill O'Reilly was one of the first guys that wrote The Culture Wars in a book back in, you know, what, a decade ago.
0: Yeah. So, yep. um,
7: you know, it, it is it is crazy. But uh, if you have a minute, I'll, I just got my DNA results back. Oh, yeah? Remember we were talking about that with yeah. the, the half-brother and everything? Well, right. apparently now, I am his half-brother. That is true. And apparently his mother gave me up for adoption. Oh, really? So, yeah. I thought it was – we, we wow. both thought – his father we right. thought, so I re- so I found another person who was actually his first cousin on his mother's side that is that is matching my DNA pretty substantially. Wow. So I actually I actually reached out to her and she said yes, her father confided her father is my mother's brother. Confided okay. in her and her confided in her and her sister that when my mother was twenty two years old she was a flight attendant, got pregnant out of wedlock, and her parents forced her to give the kid up for adoption. Wow. Which was me. Wow. And, and she fought, and it, it disturbed. And now, you know, unfortunately, I can't tell her that right. the decision she made was a good one because she's gone. Yeah. And that I had a good childhood, you know, which I, I was hoping maybe I could, whether, whether or not that would have worked out. Yeah. But so she said that uh, she didn't think that this guy, Ricardo, who is my half-brother, even knows about this. Wow. So—
0: wow <laughs> pretty, that's pretty cool going on here, yeah it is yeah hey, yeah
7: so. uh,
0: john just sent me a message on um healthy tribe uh i think i'm missing this right now it might be on uh megan kelly is on xm 111 i haven't heard megan okay. kelly's name in a long long time i didn't know she was on xm yeah um it sounds yeah. like she has vivek ramaswamy on debating somebody
7: Oh nice. Yeah, that'd be okay. interesting.
0: I may go look to see if I can get that on the app.
7: Yeah, yeah. It was supposed um, to be
0: noon yeah, Eastern definitely. time, XM-111. So, you're you're the last call, so I don't mind telling everybody if they want to jump over there, you might be able to catch some of that.
7: I got you. I got you. But um yeah, so yeah, I I'm going to find out more about how this, yeah, you know, transpired, how the left became how the left li yeah. liberal and became left. And uh you know it started out in, from what i can gather right now i'm in the second uh the second um lesson uh they they what they did was they uh they started out with um uh theology and uh it was cri- it was called critical critical theory right and they de- they debunked freud and they said these it's basically they they put it on. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to say because I'll get it wrong. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll,
7: I'll learn more. I'll learn more about this and I'll I'll give you an update of what I learned.
0: All right. Sounds um, good.
7: It's, you know. All right. You have a good day. Good talking to you.
0: All right. All right. We are going to wrap this up. We need to get back on the road. Uh, the weather's kind of awful today, but uh, we're almost home. So we're going to wrap it up. We will see you back here tomorrow. As far as I know, it's a normal schedule for the rest of the week, but I'll keep you updated. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.